It's time for some foreplay for your cheap ass. Keg foreplay, starting the shipwrecks. December 4th, 2008. I'm your host, Mrs. Shipwreck. And I'm rather host Shipwreck. This yeah. is our first episode since Black Friday. It is. And I hope Cyber everybody Monday. had a good uh, Thanksgiving. Lots of purchases. Did a lot of, yeah, I did a lot of shopping. Uh, I didn't do too much shopping, did you? You, no. had, to, you had to work most of the day, most yeah. of that weekend. Yeah, I had but, to work uh, after Thanksgiving. I, I did some shopping, mainly online, but uh, I can't really say many things that I got because they are for people that are either on the show or that listen to the show same thing with me except i bought some christmas decorations i and you already know about those i also bought two five dollar playstation 3 guitars and those came like two days later yeah they came yesterday now i just need a game to play them with well and we were talking about the free shipping on amazon and my mom bought stuff on sunday and got it today yeah it's nuts it doesn't make any sense whatsoever no no it didn't even come today it came yesterday yeah, on Tuesday. So I ordered those guitars on Saturday. They came Monday. I, I, how could we're they... really jumping into the show this week, huh? Straight into all the shopping and everything. Yeah, we are. But yeah, they, I ordered—I don't know—I probably ordered eight or nine things on Amazon this weekend, and I think all of them are shipping separately. Well, I am—I couldn't believe it when my mom ordered something on Sunday and it came on Tuesday. Right. That that happens. I don't know. There's a shipping right. facility right here in Cincinnati. I guess it just depends on. If what if we're ordering has it. Yeah, if that's where the stuff is coming Or from. if they're sending you Banjo-Kazooie from, I don't know, India. From China or India, yeah. <laughs> that took forever, which we finally got it. By horseback. Yeah, we finally got that. I guess uh, I played that a little bit. I can talk about that right now because Wombat talked about it for about a half hour today on the podcast. Or on the CAD so cast. They, our listeners have probably had enough of Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, I've only played about an hour and a half of it. And it's pretty much what I thought it was going to be from what I played uh, previously. Yeah, it's your your vehicle based uh, platformer There's kind of too thing. There's too much, too many vehicles for me to be into it. Yeah, you wouldn't like it because uh, the controls it controls well enough until you get going in a wrong direction, and then it's just better to just start over because you'll be uh, what you move? can't really turn around. It, it's like Austin easily. Powers and when he has that golf cart that he's trying to turn in around the in the hallway. Yes, that's what I feel like in Banjo Kazooie. Yes. I, I get I feel like that a lot in my Beetle when I get into situations that I think I can maneuver it through because it's tiny. And then it doesn't turn on a dime like you'd think. So you're talking real world. Yes, my real beetle. Okay. Because I drive a beetle. Yeah. Okay. But you knew that. I didn't know that. But we went from Banjo-Kazooie to you actually driving pretty quick there, and I just wanted to clear that up. It wasn't very quick. It was Banjo-Kazooie to Austin Powers. Then to you driving. Then to me driving. Okay. Got it. You're just not following along. (laughs) My own stream. Right. So last week we didn't have a show because... You played video games with Kamish. Oh, yeah. My uh, Mortal Kombat came in. Yes. Mortal Kombat versus DC from uh, uk or something. Yes. Yeah, so we played through that all the way through the DC storyline and all the way through the Mortal Kombat storyline. While I slept on the couch. While you slept on the couch. So it took us about, I don't know, maybe three or four hours 
I think we we ended up finishing up I think around two in the morning or something like that. But I fell asleep about ten, so yeah, about four hours. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, of course, you got the the PlayStation Three version because that's the region free one. It is Mortal Kombat, and we got iPhones. Yay! We did get iPhones. I, I'll be amazed if we can both do this whole show without Our... playing around with them. Well, they're a lot of fun. They're a ton of fun. I I've used mine for everything. I check my email more now than I ever have. It's great, yeah. And I, I finally got the whole IMAP thing. Oh. Internet Mail Access Program, Protocol, something. Oh, my gosh. Switching from POP to IMAP, confusing as I'll get out. And you don't understand any of it, so you are no help. And I was in, about in tears trying to figure out what to do because my email is all screwed up. Because every time I download it onto my computer, it would go away off my phone, and that doesn't really help. <laughs> This is, this is fascinating, I'm sure. <laughs> well, there will be listeners out there that understand about IMAP, and then when I have problems, they will help me. Well, maybe we can start up a new uh, podcast all about setting up your email. It was confusing. <laughs> but I did it. And so now I can check my email all the time at work, and I get instant messages at work, and I just do a lot less work, it seems like. Yeah, it's very productive at making you non-productive. Mm-hmm. It's great. Word warp. Yeah, Ward Warp is great. If anybody has an iPhone out there, it's basically text twist. Yeah. So you just get a bunch of letters and make as many words as you can out of them. Kind of like Boggle or something like that. Yeah, I really like that. And I, I did actually pay for an application. I paid for Yahtzee, and that's been worth it. I like Yahtzee. Okay. Yahtzee's fun. Okay, so those were our Christmas presents to each other. So. Oh, and, and I have Gamepedia on mine now, too. So I constantly have my complete collection of games like the list and what condition they're in and it syncs up with my my mac real nice it's it's pretty nice it's a whole new shopping experience now going into a store and flipping through now if only you could take a picture of the upc with your iphone yeah it doesn't work like that i don't think and add it to your thing that would be yeah, you, you can add on the iphone but it uh it's not automatic. You can't just do the UPC type of thing. Well, anyway, uh, what else have we been playing? We've been playing a lot of Fable 2. We both beat the game. Yes. We both finished it up around the same time, and now we've been playing all the uh, after-the-end-of-the-game stuff. Yes, and trying to get wrap-up achievements, and you're thinking of starting a second character that's evil. Yeah. I like the game a lot. It's a good game. It, it's been a lot of gameplay for us. So Yeah, and we really can't... I'm sure by this time most people know what happens at the end, but we really can't talk about it, so there's not too much more we can say about Fable other than we both loved it. I was just trying to think of what happens at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't we can't go into it too much. No, I, I won't spoil anything. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, you've been playing Metal Slug 7. Yes. I have a review that will be out Saturday is my plan for Metal Slug 7. I talked about this briefly last week because I had just gotten it right before the show. Um. But it is Metal Slug. I mean, it. if you like Metal Slug, you're going to like this. It only takes about 45 minutes to beat. Like, go through, I went out through on normal and beat it. I, there's no way I'm beating out hard. I'm just not that good at it. But it also includes, like, this training mode where it has all these little uh, extra mini games that are kind of like get through this section of this level without dying. And then you pass that and you get grades and it, like, keeps track of your rank and you move up in, like, military rank as you go through. But, eh, it, it's it, fine. Uh, it's not something I'm interested in, but... It no, no, it's not, it's not your thing. Sounds good. Um, let's see. 
A Kingdom for Keflings. You wrote a review of that. Yes, it was a long review, and it was a good review, I thought. People seemed to I like agree it. I agree, too. Yes, it was did. honest, and I, I liked the game. I liked the game a lot. I still have not finished it, um, and I think it's definitely worth the money. The only downside of the game is that... Some people brought up that I didn't I didn't really address this in my review all that obviously, but there's no there's no antagonism. No, that's the that's the good thing about it. I Which think. that's what I like. Mm-hmm. But I'm also one of those people that fast forwards through the um super conflicted parts in movies if I've seen them before because that part just irritates me. I don't like the conflict. Right. So I like having that type of a game that doesn't that has some challenge to it, but not necessarily conflict sort of challenge. And that's not even really all that challenging. It's just fun. No, um, I mean it, it involves some thought about how you want to lay out your town and right. But it's not anything that you're gonna get frustrated with, or you know, the only time you get frustrated with it is if it freezes, which is the whole saving often part. And that right. was the big reason why I. The, my big thing that I didn't like about the game is that I lost a lot of gameplay when the game froze. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I kind of get why uh, they released it when they did, when they kind of that whole reboot of the Xbox 360 with the, the NXE and everything. Right. And the avatars. Because it kind of, it's kind of them trying to appeal to the Wii uh, demographic there, the women and children kind of de- demographic. Because it, it is a game that appeals... To the casual side, like yeah, all these same type of things game. Yeah. that typical women gamers like play on their PCs. They, they can't or... see your quotes. The, your, they can't see your finger quotes through the, the radio. Well, now they can. <laughs> no, they still can't see them, but they're probably imagining some of their own. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I, I played a lot of it too. And Wombat and I played some uh, – we played uh, about an hour, hour and a half together. I don't know. It's not. It's not the most thrilling thing to play with somebody else. No, but it, I, I. It's kind of like a chat room, and you're just kind of like going around, going uh, around doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. You don't have wood. to do anything together. It's not like you have to work together. Well, you do because you're in the same town. Right, but you could still be doing completely different things within. Oh, the Oh yeah. Same town. Yeah, we were. So it, that was fun. You get stuff done a little quicker with two people though. So I, I like that game, and it was fun writing a. That was my first CAG review. Yeah, you did a very good job. Thanks. So it was fun. Uh, Little Big Planet. We played a little bit of that. Yeah, that's about all I can play of that in big sittings. Like I, I can't sit down and play Little Big Planet for hours on end, but I still really like it. But it's a thing where I play a level or two, and I'm like, okay. Well, what I don't like about it is you've already gone through and played some levels, and so when I go on there and play, even though I'm logging in and saying, "Hey, it's me." It still shows all of your stuff. Uh, that's kind of a PS3 issue, that they don't have the profile right. set up the same way as the 360 And does. I don't like that. I want to, I mean, because I, I look at stuff and think, okay, well, I've only gotten 75% of the stuff in this level. But I myself maybe have only gotten 25% of the stuff in this level, and you got the other 50. Yeah, it is kind of odd that it, it, it seems like it keeps track of who collects what. But too, then, yeah. But then it's, it's, it's a group effort. But, like, if I go back and play again... And you had collected something that that I didn't, then it wouldn't be there in my character right, creator, exactly. thing, in my little pop. Like the stick, all the different stickers and everything. So that that seems a little odd to me. Like it's 
you sh- they should either pick one or the other. Either it's co-op and it records what we collect no matter who it collects and we both get to use it, or it's completely separate and we should be able to separate out all that stats and stuff. So I don't know, maybe... Maybe it's not a big issue to anybody else, but we tend to bring up the issues that are co-op related, and that bothers me. No, it, it does me too. <laughs> it because... bothered me when we went to play the first level, and it was already like, congratulations, you've got 100% of the stuff. And I'm like, okay, why are we playing then? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? You've already done this. <laughs> so yeah. well, it was some, a little Some stuff are easier to get through with a single player in that in that game, but some things you but can only do. Like the levels where you're climbing vertically get annoying. Yeah, because invariably uh, somebody's going to fall down. Right. And it happens a lot. Uh, You've been playing a lot of Legendary. I played that completely all the way through. I have a lot to say about Legendary. You do. Okay, so let's let's talk about Legendary because anything that any of our listeners have heard about Legendary is going to be negative and that it's crap. Correct. Um, Because those are the current reviews that are out there. Yes. So... I requested this game for review from from Gamecock, uh, I don't know, a month or so before it came out. And I didn't get it until, I just got it last week, like right after the show, I think. Mm-hmm. So by that point, it had already been out for like a week and a half or something like that. So I just figured, okay, they didn't send me a review copy. That's fine. I mean, that happens. You win some, you lose some with those type of things. So generally, I don't look at review scores if it's something that I think I'm going to review. Right. Because you just want to get in there and start reading other people's opinions. Yeah. Yeah. But so it had been a while. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get this. And I look on Metacritic and uh, let me bring it up right now. Okay. Let's scroll down. It got a... Right now on Metacritic, we're going past all these ones. They're greens and yellows. There it is. It's the red one. Yes. It's it's the most recent red game on Metacritic. It means it's below a 50 average. And so, its average is 49. When I did get this game in the mail, I thought, oh, crap. Now i got to review this game, and it's going to be terrible right. because I see these review scores, and nobody wants to review a terrible game or write up a terrible review for a game. Right. I mean, it's just, it's not fun. No. So I get in there. I'm like, okay, well, i got to play this. I put it in. I start playing. It's a first-person shooter. It's dated. Like, the the way that it's set up is very linear, linear. Right. It's a lot of scripted events. Like, you get to a certain part, and then all of a sudden, like, a griffin or something will come in and crash through a window and grab a guy. Right. And that's going to happen every time you get to that part. And it's not like you're able to shoot that griffin or the griffin's coming after you. Right. The griffin's going to come down, knock something out of the way, and then you're going to be able to that's proceed planned. to the level. That's destiny. Yes. You can't mess with that. Everything is like that. So it's very scripted. Go through. But it's fun. It looks nice. It looks nice. I understand that this isn't Call of Duty 4, Halo, or Gears of War, or anything like that, but it's not trying to be. And so I got instantly confused because under a 5 on Metacritic is really bad. Right. It's virtually unplayable for the most part. So I was like, well, let's see what... Like, what people were actually well, saying those, about this. Yeah, I mean, the, the the low scores were the review scores. And you actually then went to the... Didn't you look at, like, what the actual gamers have scored it as well? Well, bef- yeah, before I get to that, though. like So I'm, I look through the actual list on Metacritic because okay. it, it lists, like, what sites gave it what. Right. And so at the top of the list, there's, like, 
OXM gave it like a 75, and that's like the top score, 75, yeah. which I'm fine with that. Like, when I say I had fun with this game, it's not a triple A AAA title. It's, I think, in between, anywhere in between rating it a 5 and an 8, I would say, Out of okay. 10. Yeah, I would say, okay, mm-hmm. I, I understand that. So I'm scrolling down. There's a lot of fives and eights from, or between fives and eights for sites that are like middle of the road. Yeah. Not the big sites. Then I get down at the bottom and all the big sites just slaughtered this thing. Yeah. GameSpot gave it a 35. 1UP yeah. gave it a 25. IGM gave it a 25. And Eurogamer gave it a 20. Yeah. Eurogamer said that, that this was the worst game that they thought they had played this generation. I There's no way. There is no possible I, I mean, way. I watched you play a lot of this game. Yeah. It it just there's like, I don't no understand. way this is the worst game out there. Yeah. There's no way. No. It's, so you, you just must not be playing any bad games. Yeah. So I was like, why are all of the because I guarantee I could come up sites, with a few a few games. Like that... getting these scores on these sites means that people will not buy this game at all. This game has already seen a price drop. It started at sixty dollars two three weeks ago whenever it came out. It's already thirty dollars everywhere, which. Maybe they should have released it at 30 to begin with because it's it's not a Gears of War or one of these top games. Like $30 I think is a good price point for it. But with these scores, nobody's even going to pick it up at that price. And they should. And it's not – well, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend that everybody go pick it up, but if you're – If you're looking for a – it's an entertaining, solid – First-person shooter. Yeah, it's a popcorn it's flick It's not going to make or you... game. Right. It's not going to make you go, wow, that's amazing. But it's also not going to make you go, man, this, I'm bored. Yeah, this is it not another good. hour of victory. No. Not anywhere close to it. Maybe we need to get these um, these review sites involved on the tour of victory. Yeah, well, I actually talked to... Uh, Where is the tour of victory, by the way? Anyway, that's, that's a whole yeah, side that's quest. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. I actually talked to Nick Sutner because he... Works at One Up. It was actually the guy that co-hosts One Up FM, his podcast with him. Rock Solid. Yeah, Rock Solid. But it was his co-host that gave it the 25, which is actually a D on One Up. Like, all their scores don't make sense in Metacritic. Right. But I basically asked him, like, why did all of the big sites just, like, absolutely dump on this game? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, check out Metacritic. And he, he looked at it and was he said... Wow, I just assumed everybody had just panned this game. But it's like, only the big sites. Only the big sites. So I'm like, can you like give me an idea of why that is? And so he had a he had a couple theories. One of them was that since the big sites play every game, they're gonna be judging it more closely to Gears of War, the big the big name games. Right. Which I, I understand. Tougher that. Competition. I understand that tougher competition still not a two point five. And then he also said that they don't have the pressures that since they are a big site, they're not worried about Gamecock, who's the publisher, like cutting them off from ads or right. not sending them the games to review or whatever. Right. So, okay, fine. Which that is a legitimate concern with smaller sites. Well, but I mean, you would I would assume that if that were the, and maybe I'm just being naive, if that were truly the case, then you'd be falsely elevating all of the games from larger publishers. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why he would falsely decrease a game from a smaller publisher. I mean... There is another... I also talked to uh, one of the people at, at Gamecock that, that I talked to. Right. And... Now, are you allowed to put, throw all this stuff out there when you were doing all your little detective work on why this... Yeah, game? yeah. There, it's nothing that, that... It's just 
theories and everything. And, and these were actually theories that other other people had contacted the people at Gamecock with similar Concerns, type questions like, and everything. Hey, like, your game yeah, looks like it sucks, but it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so his theory was similar about the, the advertising and not having to worry about that thing. Then there's the other theory that Gamecock as a company kind of rubbed people the wrong way. They're, they They've kind of got an attitude about them. Okay. Uh, I, that's just kind of the way they they kind of position themselves. Which okay. actually, Gamecock is they just got bought by South Peak, so this may no longer this may no longer be an issue in okay. future games because I don't know some of that will be gone. But that could be an issue. Why Gamecock games have just been getting horrible scores. Well, and you'll talk more about the game itself in your review, which yeah. you are going to do. But if you see it and you're looking for an entertaining first-person shooter that you're not expecting anything that's going to, like, knock your socks off, but you want a pleasant experience... Yeah, if you want to shoot werewolves and griffins and yeah. mythological creatures in a, like, modern-day setting, this is pretty much the only game that allow you to do that. And it's it's fun. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying... It's excellent, but no. it's fun. And it, I mean, it's there perfectly wasn't, acceptable. I watched you play a lot of it, and there weren't any parts of it. Like, I can't think of, what was the game that you were talking about, how annoying it was? Was that Alone in the Dark, where you'd get stuck all the time? Yeah, Alone in oh, the, the Dark. Goo, the Goo, the Goo game. Yeah. There were no parts to this game where I was like, oh my gosh, turn this off. I'm getting annoyed, and I'm not even playing it. No, no. I mean. There were none of those. Yeah. Alone in the Dark, I, I think... They're almost kind of on the same scale, at least the PS3 version is. Right. Whereas the PS3 version is good because it tries so many different things, but it fails at some, and it's kind of clunky. Whereas this is kind of tried and true, right. and it does it okay. It's like a reliable car that you've had for a while that may not be the flashiest thing out there, and it may not have power windows, and it may not have power locks, but it starts up every time, and it gets you to work. Yeah. Don't trust all the reviews out there. At least read what they had to say about the stuff. Well, and read some of the reviews from actual, I mean, the scores from the people who actually yeah, played people, it. Yeah, people who've actually played through it, I, I, they're in that 6 to 8 range, the people who've actually played through it. I mean, I don't expect it to get more than an 8 from But it certainly is not a 2. No, definitely not. Okay, so we'll exit the soapbox now and move on to talking about Ninja Town. That is another game that I've been reviewing, and that review will be up uh, the same day this podcast comes out. So the, my goal is Thursday for a Ninja Town review, Friday for Legendary, and Saturday for Metal Slug. Perfect. So if I don't have those out, feel free to email me or PM me and, and bug me. We're, we're trying to really get them on a schedule for these reviews because there's a backlog for yes, me. Yes, yes. And the, the hard drive loss a, f- a few months back did not help. Yeah. Oh, and... I've got veterinary games to review. Yeah, you do have a couple Woo-hoo! of veterinary games. Thanks to Desert Eagle. From uh, Legacy Interactive to, yes. to review. Yes. So, um, okay, so moving on, we already mentioned Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, which you played with Kamish while I slept on the couch. Yeah, back to Ninja Town just for one second. If you have a DS, go buy this game. It's great. Okay. we. I have a DS and I haven't played it yet. You need to play it. It's, well, it's a great got, game. I've got vet games to play. Don't you remember the puppy with the Band-Aid on his nose? Yes, I do. We'll see how Don't that put band aids on your dogs; they just eat them. Okay, moving on to the PlayStation Home. What's oh, that? Oh, this is the thing where you walked in the room and asked me why I was doing the Cabbage Patch. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I got in the home beta. Uh huh. And that is what I did. <laughs> I shut it off. Yeah, you were doing I created like, myself and you walked into the room and my, my avatar on screen, you could tell it was me and you could tell that I was doing the Cabbage Patch. Yep, I So could. if that is the goal of home, mission succeeded. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um, you Black Friday, we didn't really shop for a lot. We're moving on to the shopping portion. Yeah, we kind of covered this already. Yeah. I, we, I bought some stuff, but I can't think of what it was. Yeah, and other than that, no uh, other game purchases. Yeah, since the last show. It's Christmas time. You know what I noticed about the Christmas tree? Is that we don't have any video game ornaments. Hmm. I have we to check have to see if there are any. four Spider-Man ornaments. <laughs> this reminds me. Uh, <laughs> my, I got a phone call from my mom today asking me if I wanted uh, Super Mario Boxers. <laughs> she was in a store and saw Super Mario Boxers. <laughs> so uh, I might be getting some Super Mario Boxers for Christmas, I'm guessing. <laughs> Probably mm-hmm. would be my guess. <laughs> yeah. It was just a funny phone call to get in the middle of the day. Uh, hi, Mom. Yeah, I need boxers. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> my mom <laughs> called me up and said, hey, I see some boxers here. They've got Guitar Hero and, and Wii. And... Uh, that sounds like Kohl's. There's some, yeah, it probably was Kohl's. And she said Super Mario Brothers 3 boxers. So oh, I'm interested. Well, those might be cool. Might be cool. That interests me more if there's the little uh, guy with the tail, the little raccoon guy. Mario? Well, right, but what's that costume called? Uh, that would be the name. raccoon costume. It's the raccoon? Are you, you're, no, wait. Three, yeah, three was raccoon. It got into the tanuki in Super Mario World. Yes. Right? Yeah. That sounds so. right to me. Okay, so let's talk about actually, oh, no, first we've got contests. Mm-hmm. So in our last episode, a code for God of War themed stuff for Little Big Planet was donated, courtesy of John D1703. So thank you very much. And we just wanted comments about Little Big Planet. That, yeah. It was a very easy contest. And the winner was Elite Panda, who said, I understand the community-based gameplay, but I am not one to spend hours creating. I do want it, but the problems with copyright content really deflates the possible fun to be had. I feel that it would be fun, but not at full price. And... Yeah. I agree with that stuff. I'm not going to get into the creating levels. I have just I not. They, everybody's heard this by now, but they release it at a bad time of year to have all that created, like created, uh, user created stuff. People were playing other games. I mean, don't have time to do all that. Right. But I think back to this time of year, if I were still in school when I was going to be home for a full week in between Christmas and New Year's. That would be the time to be doing user-created stuff. It could be, but there's just so many games. Okay. So anyway, we also had a second code that was uh, donated by Soulfinder, so thank you for that. And the winner of the second code is Wolfkin, who said, It's a cute game. I don't know if it will last, but for now I'm enjoying it. Who knows? Maybe it will be the system changer that Sony wants it to be. I'm going to go with no on the system changer. Okay. That's fine. Because it's been out for a while now, and I'm not seeing any Sony... You know, revolution. <laughs> Fair enough. That uh, We'll see if it has legs. They keep putting new costumes out for it every week and everything. and Maybe yeah. a lot of people get it for Christmas. So uh, this week, our contest is for Half-Life 2 Episode 1 for the PC on Steam, courtesy of Gillespie. So something special for all of you PC gamers out there. Mm-hmm. And the contest that SHIP has um, creatively... Devised. Created? No. 
that would be that would be silly. Um, is what game have you been meaning to play and have just never gotten around to? And what's your excuse? Yeah, that was that was fitting for this. Took because, that uh, right from real life, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. And Half Life Two is one of those games that I have never gotten around to playing. Really? I've played the first hour of it three times, and I know I should love it. And I that first hour has never hooked me. That's not the one where you have the sex with the alien. No, that's Mass Effect. Okay. I don't know why, but in my head, kind of no, meld half, together. Ha- yeah, Half Life Two is a first person shooter. Well, you, I know you've probably that. never seen me play it. Because I know I haven't. I really I just, haven't. I really thought you had played it. Okay. Anyway, I'm I'm really showing that I haven't been paying any bit of attention to what you've been playing lately right now. So let's talk about the games that are coming out now. And the games that did come out since last week, um, instead of doing a show, Ship played Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was a light week last week because of Thanksgiving week. You didn't miss week anything. Too. Yeah, we'll cover it. Well, and there was a huge CAG cast. I mean, it was like in the middle of the night and all, you know, big extravaganza. Yes, there was a lot of people calling in. Was I was asleep. So was I. I listened to a little bit of it. Okay, so multi-platform. Again, last week we, or well, last show, we kind of devised a new show uh, format yeah, where format. we just People kind seem of to like it. pick the games that we actually care about. It's it's novel. Yes, especially. We're eliminating the crap. Um, uh, not completely. No, we'll still mention it. So starting off on the multi-platform games, we have Neopets Puzzle Adventure, uh, which is a puzzle RPG hybrid similar to what you'd expect from Puzzle Quest. It's made by the same people. But it's based on Othello. Right. Which I am not at all familiar with Othello. I have never played Othello. Yes, you have. It's also called Reversi. Nope. It's the game where... I have... know. It's the game with the white on one side and the black on the other. Have I ever played it? No. Did wow. we own it? No. You never played it on the computer or anything? No. Huh. All right. Well... No, I played that... It's a pretty easy game. Shin Megami or... What it was that Hiroshima whatever game that Chibi was talking about all the time, but I've never played Othello. I don't. Oh, you whatever that game was <laughs> that, that you moved little yes. marbles around. Yes. Um, some Japanese board game. Yes, I know what you're talking about. And that that game of board games that I have has Othello in it, and I never played. Okay. Well, basically, Othello is you put things on a board, and you're white, and the other person's black. Say. Mm-hmm. If there's a line of things and you have a, a white marble or chip or whatever on one side of that line and there's black in between that and then you put a white uh, chip on the other side all of those, those blacks, turn white. all those turn white. Yeah, no, I, I understand the premise. It's not that I don't understand. I just never oh, okay. played it. Okay. Gotcha. I've also never played a slot machine, but I understand those perfectly well. Okay. Well, what you do there. <laughs> okay. No, stop. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Prince of Persia. That looks really good. It's come out of kind of nowhere. Doesn't it doesn't have the big uh There wasn't like marketing all the ads campaign. Yeah, and... like that usually come with it. But uh been getting really good reviews. This is a brand new uh storyline. Like they did away with but the Sands of Time. Prince of Persia? There's no Prince of Persia No, it didn't subtitle it didn't subtitle. Need si- sub- like after a while you can just reboot and call it this is Prince of Persia. Okay. So they got rid of all the Sands of Time stuff, so you can no longer rewind or any of the time-based. You can't rewind it? No. But that was, I mean, that was the thing that made Prince of Persia Prince of Persia. Well, that's what made that trilogy that 
trilogy. That was that mechanic that was in those games. Now you have a female companion mm-hmm. that kind of does those type of things for you. Like if you fall to your death or you're going to fall to your death, she, she saves you. Oh. So she's she's kind of like a magic-based character. And so she'll help you with like double jumps and that type of things. Like you'll jump and then she's all of her moves are mapped to one button. So what do you do? You fight and you platform and stuff. So you ha- you do nothing. No, there's no special power or this oh. new element. Like what makes this game different? It's instead of well, there's a lot that makes it different. It's got a totally different art style. It's more watercolor looking now. Okay. Um, it's open world. Okay. So it's no longer just like a linear type of thing, which so you kind didn't of mentioned worries... these things before. Well, I just hadn't gotten to it yet. Okay. It kind of worries me a little bit because I liked the level structure of last generation's Prince of Persia games. Like I thought that was the highlight of those games was the dungeon uh, layouts were just amazing. Like trying to find your way through them and everything. That was the appeal of the game. So I hope that's still here. Uh, I think it probably is because without that, you don't have a Prince of Persia game and it wouldn't be getting these kind of reviews. But I don't know. It looks, looks really good. I'm looking forward Maybe to... Maybe it's getting uh, those reviews just because they want ads. I'm sure. I'm sure that's <laughs> part of it. But... uh no, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's a really good game. It's really a two. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so a two should like a two should not boot up. Isn't that what you said? Yes, a two it's should like not boot putting up. Putting your name on a piece of on the to the top of the test. Yes, you, you, you at least get your name right. You scribbled in your little Scrantron bubbles. You you put right. legendary in there. You get a two. You get a two. It boots up. You get a two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you give it. A, yeah. Yeah. Move, moving on. Okay. Yes. Um. All right. So. SingStar ABBA. Yes, a SingStar game devoted solely to ABBA. Okay, there's not really much else to say. Uh, the <laughs> Tale of Despero. This is based on the cute little, um, I don't even know who did. Who... Matthew Broderick is the voice. Well, no, I don't know Universal who Pictures. did the, okay, who did the animation. Because um, it's not DreamWorks or no, it's, what it's... have you. But it's, it's animated. It's really pretty artsy, storybook looking, and it's about a mouse that's not. Scared of everything. Yes, and this game, it's kind of cloudy whether or not it's coming out now. Like, it's GameStop and everything. It's a platform based on an animated movie. A platform game based on animated movies are always questionable releases. Well, this one is extra questionable because the, the company that made it and was publishing it mm-hmm. went out of business. Who is that? Brash Entertainment. Okay. Uh, they were a company that did a bunch of these or had a bunch of these lined up, a bunch of movie-based games. Oops. Um, and so now I see reports today that Atari is now publishing it, but now the 360 version isn't coming out. Hmm. So maybe it came out this week still. Maybe it didn't. GameStop says it's in stock. You know, the guy that bought Midway really should have picked up this company as well. In his I, little I would have liked Midway. That was a good Black Friday purchase. If I had seen that, if somebody would list that on CAG, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd click to buy it now for 100000 Yeah, with your $100,000 uh PayPal account. PayPal account? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dream on. Oh, what I Wombat and I talked about that a lot this week, what we could have done if we'd have bought Midway, seeing if we could have made them profitable. His idea was to auction off your appearance in uh, Mortal Kombat, like so you would be a playable character in Mortal Kombat. That's a good idea. Yeah, it, it was I mean, there idea. are some pretty rich gamers out there that would have been... Yeah, you get a little bit of that $70 million in debt back. Seventy million dollars is a lot of debt. It is. 
And I, I clearly see how they got into that trouble because they do not have that person that at the beginning of projects goes, no, this is not a good idea. Let's not do this. <laughs> Let's not spend two years making This is Vegas. Let's not spend two years making Wheelman. Yeah. Those are their upcoming games that I fully, eh, they're not going to sell. They're they, not they going to make be, up that $70 million no, they, deficit? They might be decent games, but they're not going to be profitable. Hmm. Yeah. See, I'm thinking that turning Midway around with $70 billion or million. a million, whatever, yeah. um, in debt is going to take uh, um, an act of, what's the guy's name? That, that God? Is, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Oh, wait, his name was in my head, and then it... The guy that buys the companies and sells all the companies. Donald Trump. No. I have no idea who you're talking about. Yes, you do. He was the one that was trying to convince Microsoft to buy Yahoo and... Yeah, I'm, I'm not Because he be owns Yahoo, Yahoo stock and... Oh, okay. I don't know. Somebody out there will uh, fill us in on who that was. It's going to drive me crazy. <sighs> Maybe it'll come to you. No, it won't. Anyway. Great. Uh, uh, Winter Sports 2, the next challenge. Yes, Winter sports? Okay. for the Xbox 360, PS2, and the Wii. The Wii has balance board support. So uh, if you want to get your winter sports on. If you already own a balance board. Because if you don't, good luck finding one. <laughs> that uh, is true. <laughs> okay, Wii, Bigfoot Collision Course. Yeah, a budget uh, monster truck game. Sweet. Last week, we had Cake Mania in the mix, which is the next Cake Mania game for the Wii. Of course, you use the Wiimote to mix things and, you know, serve and various... You like this series? Yeah, I do. Um, I don't think I'd want it on the Wii. It, it's a game I would play on the DS, but not on the Wii. Okay, kind of a weird fit there. I agree. Yeah, I just... I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a little casual game. I don't know if I need a disc-based version on the Wii. Yeah. Coming out this week, I picked Family Party 30 Great Games just because I wanted to know what the games were. Because I, in my head, was thinking, like, okay, 30 great board games, like things you could play together as a family. No, no. 30 great mini games, which translates yeah. into 30 different hand motions you could use the Wiimote for. <laughs> such as mixing. Okay. Or chopping down trees. That's a fun mini game. Or. That was a mini game um, in Fable. Wait, let's see, chopping down plate, trees. Plate oh, yes. spinning. Okay. I thought he had a chainsaw there for a second, but it is an axe. <laughs> no, you wouldn't really like have to saw. move much if it was no. a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was disappointed. It looks but, like there's holding a soccer ball. Is that one of them? Yeah. Just judging from the box art? Yes. Um, so anyway, oh, that's, that's it's, awesome. it's a game compilation for the Wii. Published by D3, so it, it's, it's got a 50-50 it, chance of being okay. It's probably decent if you have big family parties to play mini games on your Wii a lot. All right. Um, also coming out for the Wii is the King of Fighters collection, the Orochi Saga. I probably pronounced that correctly, but... Probably not. Eh, deal with it. Um, it is a collection of the King of Fighters 94 through 98. So you get five games. Is that right? 94, 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah, five. Yeah, five, five different uh, 2D fighting games in the King of Fighters series. It was already out for the PS2 and I believe the PSP. You know, the sad thing is I only remember the King of Fighters game that we bought a ton of and then sold back to Blockbuster. That was the 3D King of Fighters. Uh, bu- 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 what one was that? Maximum Impact. Yeah, I, I can remember what it looks like. What, how? Cause... Yeah, that was a good trade value. 
And and it. the sad thing is when I see it in the bargain bins for five dollars, still there's something in my brain that goes, Ooh. <laughs> and then I have to go, Oh. Or you can go back to Blockbuster and see them all just lined up Ooh. in the store. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Okay, anyway. Uh Mushroom Men, the Spore Wars. Yeah, this is the one that I uh one of the ones that I picked out to preview this week. And I saw this at E3. This is another game from Gamecock, or I guess South Peak now. And it is a 3D platformer starring little mushroom guys. And you play as the edible mushrooms versus the poisonous mushrooms. Okay, that's kind of fun. The whole game has got a good sense of humor and a really nice, like, aesthetic look to it. The art style is just, it's it's kind of nice looking for a Wii game. Like, it kind of reminds me of Psychonauts. That kind of... uh, I don't know, color patterns. And a little bit. I don't know how else to describe it other ed- than artsy. Yeah, edgy, artsy kind of. Yeah. I don't know. It's got a, definitely has a its own look to it. Um, and it looks like a fun standard little 3D platformer where you can like, you find little uh, just everyday objects. It's one of those, I'm a little person in a big world type of things. So you'll find I like, like those. matchsticks and then you have to like combine them with like, I don't know, like bottle caps and like rubber bands and stuff to make your weapons that you can you can beat the poisonous mushrooms with. Sounds like fun. Yeah, uh, we should be getting a copy of this, uh, I would say, within the next couple of days for review. And I will get a review done. Hopefully I'll play through it this weekend and get it out early next week. But uh, it looks like it should be a good time, what I've seen of it. It's got, it's it's very cute, too. Like, he jumps up in the air to do his, like, his floaty jump. He just, like, grabs onto, it, like, his mushroom cap. It kind of floats through the air. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, it, it looks all right. I'm intrigued. I'll play when Oh, and comes. the music's done by Les Claypool. Uh, he was uh, in Primus, the people who Jerry was a race car driver. I think you know that song? My Name is Mud. You'd yeah. recognize it. No, I know. Okay, then you, you had me with My Name is Mud. Okay. Um, the next game is My Fitness Coach, which you discovered is really my your, yourself, myself fitness, yourself fitness. Yeah. It um, that is... was on the PS2. Yeah, we had it for the Xbox. Yeah. It was on last-gen consoles, and they revamped it, and I guess they've added some new stuff to it, but it's a really good fitness game. Uh, lots of exercises. It does a good job of tracking your progress, gives you recipes to eat and, and calories it, and everything. Yeah, the recipes were good from what I remember. And it, it was actually like exercises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, Like you where you would in. go through a whole bunch of different exercises that, you know. Yeah, a lot of aerobics and stuff. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. And there was step aerobics. The thing is, it does not use the balance board. Hmm. So if you're looking for a game that's going to use that balance board, this isn't it. But if you're looking for a good fitness game, this is probably it. Yeah. I, it, That's unfortunate. It would have sold better if they used the balance board. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that they just rebranded it into their coach. They it, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we can talk a little bit about Nancy, Nancy Drew, the White Wolf of Icicle Creek. I'm sick of being disappointed by the Nancy Drew games, which seems to be the theme for the DS games, but this one is done by her interactive. Yeah, this is a port of the PC. It's a port of the PC game. Yeah, you should be fine with this one. So this one will be good. But again, I don't really want to play a port of the PC game on the Wii. I want to play the port of the PC game on my DS. Okay. I, I can see point and clicking with, well, it was okay with, with uh, Strong Bad. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know why, but I don't, I don't love the Wii. I don't. And I That's don't fair. know why. And I struggle with not loving the you're, Wii. You're not the only one. Because there are other people who do not Everybody love the Wii. at work is just like, oh, do you have a Wii? Yeah. 
<laughs> Do you have the balance board? Yep, lives under our couch. <laughs> oh, is it so much fun? Oh, yeah, it's a blast. You know, and then I'm just waiting for them to ask the right questions, which is like, when's the last time you played it? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Well, we're not we're not the target market. It's it's, it's clear no. by that by this point. No. Everybody knows that about. But it's not video. it's not bad. I mean, there's nothing that I have against it. I just I don't when I get home, I don't feel like running over to the TV and flipping it on. And no, I don't. I, I just, for some reason it's that the act of turning it on and getting out all the controllers and you know moving around. It's just there's not some, what there's I something want. like. It's too it, interactive for yeah, what I want in a video that, game. That's, I think that's part of it, yeah. I it, am too lazy for the week. <laughs> yeah, it is. I do do the same thing, though, where I go and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get all those controllers out. But it's really just like the I know, the it's not, at, but in my nunchuck, head, it seems like, like it takes so much. I mean, you would think I was hand-cranking that thing to start. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I, eh. Okay, that's but fine. The, but the 360, man, I just pick up that controller, hit that center button, and the thing's up and going. Yeah, there's something to be said. Fables in there, just popped right up. So I don't know. I mean, I want to like the Wii, and I really wanted to like um, Zach and Wiki, and I really wanted to. I like Zach and Wiki. Yeah, but we've played three levels. Yeah, it it's true. It I don't get drawn back to the Wii very much, but I don't know. Okay, sorry. Another tangent. Um, ski and shoot. Wow, uh, yeah. ski and shoot. They don't you leave, any, uh, leave much to the imagination there. Do you use the balance board? Uh, yes, for the skiing portions, I assume. I picture somebody, <laughs> like, on the balance board, and they have, like, a wee zapper in the other hand. <laughs> that's how I, I envision See, this See, that's game. too much. That is uh, too much for me to I get I want out. you to, like... I want to be able to, like, drive to locations, too, so I'd have, like, the Mario Kart wheel in my left yeah. hand and the zapper in my right hand, and I'm on the balance board. <laughs> I, I think that would be, like, the next level of interactivity there. Grand Theft Auto, Wii. Yeah, that'll never happen. You got the wheel. You got the gun. Yeah. You got the balance board. <laughs> That'd be What's sweet. the balance board for? When your guy gets drunk, he has to stand up on it. That, that or when you um when you have one of those things in your car, the shocks, the you know when the car starts shaking. Oh, uh, hydraulics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would I would picture a GTA Wii have to having to be a bunch of mini games though. Like it's not a full on adventure. It would just be like you're just beating down hookers. The mini game. <laughs> yeah, that's not the target audience. <laughs> Um, spray. You covered this one. I know. I'm. I'm. Was that this week? Yeah, it's this week. No, I actually. This game actually looks like fun. It's an it's an action adventure platform or whatever you want to call it. Um, where the main character has liquid based weapons, which is why it's called spray. And you have a gun that shoots vomit, and you have a gun that shoots water, and you have a gun. You have a vomit gun. Yes. Yes. A vomit gun and slime and ice. And so different things do different, like, control the world. So, you know, water will... um, What does vomit do? Vomit? I don't remember. (laughs) 
That's okay. I was I just curious. I don't remember. I think – is that what you use to attack the bad guys? I don't remember. It was really Super fun. Reasonable. And like so you spray ice and you can move like boxes around or, you know, there's puzzles and switches and, you know, it's it's – it's very similar to gameplay that you'd expect from Zelda, only you have a vomit gun. I'd like to see the... Like, yeah. slime lets you grab things and pull it toward you, almost like a grappling hook. Okay, it, it could be that fun. It sounds it sounds like it could be uh, kind of along the same veins as, like, an Elbits type of thing. Then, and too, you collect, yeah, but you, stuff you collect stuff. different weapon upgrades throughout it. So you start with just the vomit and the water gun, and okay. and you fight creatures and i think and it's only 40 bucks it could be a a good title it it at least looks like a full game for the wii which there's two of this week you've you've got uh mushroom men and spray which those are the two games that required people to have a novel idea well they at least are targeted towards gamers yeah they're they're games for gamers real games (laughs) (laughs) not Mini game compilation. Yes. Or this next one, Summer right Sports here. 2, Island Sports Party. Yeah, uh, 12 more sports-based mini games, and five of them are basketball. That's all I know about it, really. Mm. That's unfortunate. The first one scored very poorly. How is it fun to play basketball on the Wii? There's not a motion in basketball that you can do with the Wii mode. Um, you... I guess you can kind of... Shoot. shoot with it it's not really it's not really that intuitive huh. yeah it's not basketball and a stick in your hand don't really equate to one another very well no not at all or like volleyball how would you play volleyball on the Wii? uh volleyball i kind of get because you could just hold the remote in your hands and, and kind of like bump and spike and bump. stuff you could spike with it and, and then how would you set uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the DS. Uh, the Age of Empires Mythologies came out last week. Did you preview this yes, one? Yes, I previewed this one, and it is getting very good reviews. I will want to check this one out at some point because, like the previous DS Age of Empires, they've taken it from where the PC version of these games are real-time strategy. Mm-hmm. When they came over to the DS, now they're turn-based. So a little bit more my speed. Yeah, I prefer the turn-based as well. And you get to play as either the Greeks, the Egyptians, or the Norse. So, oh, Egyptians? Yeah. So you have uh, you build up your civilizations, and you like educate and research stuff, and then Fun. you like erect things to the different gods. So then you have the gods who can fight and everything. Yeah. Um, so it's supposed to be really good. The graphics look nice. Um, it has a lot of multiplayer uh, interactivity, like I think both online and and local. So. Looks like it should be good. Um, All-Star Cheer Squad came out last week for the DS. Yeah, it's a rhythm-based cheer simulator. It came out previously on the Wii. I think we've covered it So in the that's past. probably aiming toward a younger tween age audience. Yeah, it's it's for that audience, it's not too bad. And Animal Boxing. Yeah, didn't we cover this last week? We talked about it before, where it's the actual animals and the people fighting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it got pushed back, and apparently it's coming out this week. Bratz Kids came out last week. Uh, it is a slumber party featuring the brats that aren't as hoochie looking. They're oh, like the so fully clothed. 
versions of the Bratz. Oh, the nun, nun version? Yes, I guess. No, Bratz not, not quite nunnery. that much. Yes. <laughs> uh, Burger Island. I played a little bit of this on the PC. Really? To, to preview it, yes. Uh, it's another one of these um, Diner Dash type of things where you are a fry cook. Okay. And the orders come up and you have to, as the orders come up, you have to see what ingredients are on the burger that they ordered or... If I just had fries. a brilliant idea if we were Midway. If we owned Midway, we we probably couldn't do this because we don't own the SpongeBob license. But how awesome would it be if they had a fry cook game? Like one of these, you know. Yeah. But that was SpongeBob. Yeah, this would make sense. They could make a SpongeBob game out of this where you make. And they would sell a hundred billion more copies just because there's SpongeBob on the mm-hmm. cover. Well, this is apparently a pretty popular, uh, like, casual PC okay, game. Okay, so Burger Island SpongeBob Edition. That's That's my suggestion of the week. Yeah, that is one of the things that... I would suggest to Midway is make some DS games. There's a big market here. <laughs> there is a big market. Don't make DS and, games. And you can make you can make a less substantial DS game for less money. Charge twenty dollars for it and make money on it. Right. Okay. That's that's our yes. business wisdom. We don't really own that company, but Mortal maybe Kombat Pet Simulator. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Pet Sim? Yeah. Put it on the DS. There you go. What? It, that's their that's their moneymakers, Mortal Kombat. And pets him so well in the DS. <laughs> I'm not sure that would work. Sure it would. I'd buy it. You'd buy it? Yeah. Who wouldn't want, like, a little riding, running around? <laughs> okay. <laughs> little baby scorpion. Now you're losing it. <laughs> okay. And this is why we did not spend $100,000 to buy $70 bazillion oh, no, in I, debt. I, I, would, I would not okay that game. <laughs> Oh, that'd be such a fun job. Okay, anyway. Um, the next game that I did is called Kate West, The Vanishing Files. And I picked it because it was obvious that it was a point-and-click, you know, adventure kind of game. And the Kate West series is based on, um, it's from the PC. Okay, I thought I had heard of her before. And they're, they're kind of like that I Spy sort of point-and-click where you go to a setting and you have to pick out things so maybe kind of like that, that million clues. million hair game or whatever right okay but then there is a storyline with it and there's it's more than just a point and click adventure there's you know putting the clues together and things like that um so i think for the price 20 bucks i think it's probably a good game it's definitely a good uh franchise okay and the gameplay is supposed to be a lot, a lot of gameplay, because there's like 15 cases in the game, and each one of them has three or four locations. So they said it takes six, seven, eight hours to play, which for that kind of a game is... All right, kind of interesting. I'll, we'll have to pick it up at some time. It's only 20 bucks. Last week, Chrono Trigger came out, and this is Chrono Trigger for the DS, which is a port of the SNES title. With some of the elements that they added into the PS1 port. Okay. Um, which I've never played it. No, neither I, have I. I need to play it. This is probably it's a classic RPG. It. Um, you should probably like it. It's not anything new if you played the uh, PS1 version or mm-hmm. the SNES version, but you know it might be good if you were just feeling like having Chrono Trigger on your DS. That is where I'm more likely to play these type of games. Right. Because I can. Turn it on, 
play for a little while and sit down and then like if you're watching TV or something or in bed where it, these things are usually kind of mindless you go into a battle and yeah you're just grinding for a while but yeah it's it's on a lot of people's lists as like one of their favorite games of all time so I'm sure I'll like it just I'm not really sure that, I'm not sure that forty dollars that's a little high for a DS port yeah. I feel ripped off. Well, that's Square Enix. And fortunately, a lot of people, it doesn't seem like, have been paying those prices. So, so they've been dropping to yeah. more reasonable prices. Um, this next one is Disney Club Penguin Elite Penguin Force, which came out last week. And do you know what Disney Club Penguin is? Should I? I no. didn't. I didn't know if you knew what it was. I'm either. guessing it's something on the Disney Channel. It is online. It's like a, kind of like a webkins type thing, I guess. Oh. Okay. Uh, so it's a big online kids site. Oh, so this game will do well on the DS. Will do really well. You know, John Davison, the guy from 1UP. The... Mortal Kombat webkins. Right <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly. Uh, the British guy from 1UP. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like him. Okay. Uh, I like his voice. Makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's, he's good. Oh, sorry. But he has that site called whatthayplay.com. Yeah. Um, and this is apparently a very good game. Uh, it's aimed at like 8 to 10-year-olds because there's a lot of reading, but it's a point-and-click adventure where you're a like super spy penguin, hmm. and you go around and you like, combine items. You and... know, it's Christmas time, so a lot of our listeners probably have gifts to buy for their little gaming um yeah, nieces Siblings, or nephews. Siblings, nieces, or nephews, kids. kids. Yeah. Brothers, sisters. So that seems like that's probably one of the better games that we've done. Yeah, it's nice to see that they didn't just like mail it in and put the franchise on there and call it a day. So this and I next... think you can actually I think I remember that you can actually unlock stuff for whatever, your club penguin room online or Sweet. Whatever you do with it online. The penguin on the front looks really happy. He does look like a happy penguin. Um, Dreamer, Puppy Trainer. This is kind of similar to the Imagine, you know, things that you might want to be, Puppy Trainer. Yes. Uh, so Dreamcatcher has caught on with the with the phases here and realized that there's a lot of money to be made on the DS with this type of game. So there are a lot of Dreamer games in the in the uh, pipes. Do we have um, contacts at Dreamcatcher? Uh, I don't believe so, no. Oh, okay. I mean... <laughs> Ah, they put out some good games. They do a lot the of The puppy looks really happy. But I spend a lot of my puppy visits discussing the whole concept of potty training and crate training and what I, to do when your dog starts humping your leg. Yeah. So I don't really want to play a game. I'd have to say it. I would be a little bit questionable on the quality of this game just based on the box art. It's clearly done with word art. <laughs> in a nice aerial font. I'm not even sure that that woman was holding that dog. No. It almost looks I'm like they photoshopped sure those together. I'm pretty sure that she has, she really had a doctor, a, a can of Dr. Pepper in her hand. That does kind of look like that's what that is. Like she was holding like a two, two liter or something. Yes. And they stuck a puppy down there in <laughs> Okay. So anyway, um, that'll, you know, give you something entertaining to do is check out the cover. Uh, the next set of games is Emma at the Farm and Emma in the Mountains. And, I picked these games last week because I didn't know who Emma was, and she's a char- apparently a French uh, character from French literary series. Um, okay, for and like these are about right? yeah, yeah. It's a young geared toward young gamers, um, and they're supposed to be you know point and click adventure mini games. 
Does it have anything to do with, uh, oh, what are those things where you turn the arrows and it would tell you the cow goes moo? Sit and, no, not a sit and spin. No. Spin and, the thing with Stewie. Spin and say. Yes, yes, but Stewie and the Family Guy talks to Big, tries to con Big Bird into bombing some place yeah, with that. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's my favorite episode of Family yeah, Guy. Yeah, that, that kind of looks like that on the cover. I oh, guess. and then there's another one where he uses the, the spin and say to control the weather. Yeah. there's He has the one that's Bert and Ernie and Big Bird and the one that is the weather. And he, like, makes it hail or something. <laughs> I love the family guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. We have gotten really off topic tonight. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Happy cooking. It's the coffee. You made me coffee. Yes. Happy cooking. Those look like some happy uh, little vegetables on the on Okay. The so happy cooking... Um, clearly from the cover art, the vegetables are happy and the girl is Japanime. Yeah. And there's really no information out about this game other than the recipes have been developed by a Japanese food researcher. So, I don't know if that's code for chef, but I don't, it just doesn't sound good to me. I would, is it like a cooking mama type thing? No, it's a weird mixture of a, a cooking mama game where you pretend to be cooking and recipes, real recipes. Okay, well, cooking mama has so real recipes it's too. Both. Okay. All right. Uh, sure. But Get that where's the action. one? Well, where's the other? Okay, so let's just skip then, real quick. Okay. I'm gonna go out of order. It's a personal trainer cooking, which came out last week. That is actually recipe software. There's no game involved. And these recipes look good, and there's a whole bunch of software where you can search through if you don't like one ingredient or if you don't, I don't know, you're allergic to something. And it's voice activated. So you can, there's settings where you can open your DS and you select the recipe, and then you can give it commands like, to tell to say okay start and then it'll tell you what to do and then you say stop you do it and you can say you know continue and it'll keep uh, and it'll tell so you what to do so, so it's hands free yeah so you don't so get salmonella not, all over yeah, your ds yeah you don't really want raw chicken on your ds and this kind of avoids that which i think was I, smart it, I think it was cool and it seems to be i don't know it, it's 20 bucks and there are a ton of recipes and a lot of them that i saw sounded good and there's videos teaching you how to do a lot of the stuff. Yeah, it looks interesting. It looks like it's going to be a good type of tool, but I I always question how much I would use something like that on my DS. Now, if my DS came with the software that tells me where the nearest fast food restaurant is and what their number is and could hands-free call it, I'm sold. Well, that's why you have Urban Spoon on your iPhone. <laughs> that is. That is. We don't cook. Not much, no. I really wanted to be one of those housewives that cooked and cleaned. Ah, we're very busy people. Yeah. You don't get home till pretty late at night, so. Um, you can make waffles. I'm good. Uh, next up for the DS, we have Heavy Armor Brigade, which is a tank fighting game. Um, I don't like tank games. Well, then let's move on. Okay. Uh, there is also the DS version of Mushroom Men, which is called Rise of the Fungi. Is it not the same game? Not the same game. Uh, same universe, same kind of themes and art style and everything. But it's a 2D platformer, like more oh. traditional type I of see, thing. See, I think I would like that one better. Okay. Um, I'm rather... not sure that we're getting that one for review, but we can check it out at some, at some point. Don't they want me to review it? Uh, I could talk to them. 
I can talk to him and we can get him get I, your review. Copy, I'd be probably. much happy to re- happier to review the DS version. Okay, we'll see if we can make that happen. Okay, my fun facts, Coach. This is just if you want to learn fun facts. Yeah, just very like little random stuff. Random stuff. Yeah, the everyday knowledge type of stuff. So this is like the huh? It's like Trivial Pursuit kind of, but not that in depth. But it's it's basically so you don't. Seem like an idiot around people, I guess. Like, you seem like you're intelligent. Which one was that in Cheers? Is it, it's like the norm of Cliff. Cliff. Well, who's Norm? Norm. Norm is the big guy. Yeah, Norm is the big guy. Cliff is my dad. Yes, Cliff is your dad. Oh my gosh, talking a million miles an hour and knowing everything. Yes, and a mailman. And a mailman. Okay, Prince of Persia, the Fallen King. Okay, another example of 2D platforming on the DS. So it's different than the regular console versions of Prince of Persia. This one's a little different because it's all controlled with the stylus. So it's a platformer that is completely stylus-based. So you'd, like, tap on a wall to make him, like, jump off that wall or grab on. You make little motions for fighting and everything like that. We'll see how it'll work. I. It's definitely ambitious as far as DS controls. Yeah, the thing is, I can see it being very hard to either make the game, like, find a balance between it being incredibly easy and incredibly frustrating. Like, it's going to be really hard to find a spot in between those two with that control scheme. But, eh, if you're looking for Prince of Persia on the DS, I guess there it is. Uh, Slingo Quest was a slots bingo game that came out, like, months ago. On something else. I know we've talked about it before. Oh, we probably have. But it is out now for the DS. And Siberia, which is also a game that point and click. A lot of ports from last generation this uh, this episode. But yeah, point and click. We played a little bit of on Xbox. Um, it was also on the PS2. Yes. I think, no, PC. It might have been on the PS2 in some regions. I'm not sure. But... uh it's a decent point-and-click adventure. We didn't get that far into it. I remember there being some, uh, like, a old spring-based toy factory that you start off in. Yeah. And you're trying to, like... Did we get did we get stuck and give up, or...? No, I think we got out of the toy factory, and then we just kind of... See, I thought this was the game that we couldn't... Oh, no, it was Broken Sword that we couldn't figure out what to do next. Yeah, that was Broken Sword. And then that... I gave up. Yep. Uh, Wordfish. That is you. Yeah, I was hoping, we already mentioned Word Warp, and I was thinking that maybe this would be a really fun word game, but um, there's no, Ubisoft didn't really tell us what kind of word game it was, it's just outrageously fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's a good description. And, and there's some letters and some words with letters missing on the cover. Yes. I'm going to say that is Sierra. Is that a word? Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. So, we'll I don't know how, either. See how it works. I was a little disappointed. It's probably a game that's available for free online somewhere to play. Probably. Although, I did Wikipedia Wordfish and got nothing. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, is it Ray? Re? R-E. R-E. Chain of Memories, yes. This Which is Kingdom Hearts re-release. Of Chain of Memories. Of Chain of Memories. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh... Which was originally a Game Boy Advance uh, Kingdom Hearts game that took place in between the first game and the second game. So, uh, 
kind of like bridges the two together. The main difference uh, in this Kingdom Hearts game and the other ones is that battling takes place with cards. Hmm. Like everything is card based. You even like explore rooms and everything by laying down like doors and like planning out. Do you get new cards when you win and you collect new cards? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I have not played the Game Boy Advance version because, I don't know, it just didn't seem to really appeal to me too much with the card battling. But now they've upgraded this to look all 3D and just like the other PlayStation 2 games, basically. Um, You do visit a lot of the same locales uh, from the first game. And I don't know, I'm I'm sure it's, it's all right. It's kind of a backwards conversion to me because I'm more likely to play it on the go than to sit down and play this game on the PS2. Is it backwards compatible? For us, I know it is, but... Yeah, well, it all depends on what PS3 you have. Hmm. Yamaha Supercross. Uh, That is a budget motorcycle racing game. Yay. Destroy all humans, Path of the Furon? I think it's Furon. Furon? Yeah, for the Xbox 360. Okay. Um, I really like to destroy our humans games. Yes, they uh, back, had a good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, well, good soundtrack, good voice acting. It was it was the guy who did Invader Zim. Is yes. the, is Crypto the main character? Um, they used to be developed by Pandemic, mm-hmm. which which was a really good developer. And they went out of business. No, Pandemic. Uh, I think they just went on to make other series. Um, I can't think of. I think they're the guys behind. Uh, uh, Red Faction. Now okay. I'm not positive on that. I have a little bit of a brain fart right there, but that's okay. There's they're still a good company. Um, now the Sandblast that developed this, they just got shut down right before this game was released. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for this one. Uh, early reviews have been really bad, um, but it it's. It's difficult because it's still the cool character and it's set in the 70s. But that's because you want it to be good. I want it to be good, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Well, just, yeah, you might have to play it just to see. Yeah, and they're releasing it at $40. So Sonic Unleashed, uh, we talked about last show because it's the Sonic with the different Sonic in the daytime is in the nighttime. Mm-hmm. It turns into Werehog. Got pushed back. Uh, it didn't get pushed back. Uh, the 360 version of it is coming out or came out last week. Oh. Before that, some previous consoles had come out. Well, I don't really want to talk about it again. Fair enough. Uh, we got two games from Treehouse Gamer, Grand Theft Auto 4 and Hired Guns Jagged Edge. Yeah, I don't think we really need to go into detail on Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, Hired Guns Jagged Edge uh, is a turn-based strategy game. So, uh, there you go. All on the DL. Uh, we have, last week was Boings for WiiWare, which is developed by Ninja B, same people who did Kingdom for Keflings. Okay. Um, it got decent reviews, kind of mixed. Um, it stars these little alien guys with antennas on their heads, mm-hmm. and you kind of grab them with the Wiimote and you bend them down. And then you let go, and they kind of like spring up into the air, and you're just trying to get them to the goal at the end of the level. So, kind of a puzzle-based game. Kind of similar with different, similar to uh, the Blob game? Yes, similar to World of Goo. World of Goo, yes. Not to be confused with Dub Blob, which is the one with the color. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we're similar to World of Goo, but with a little bit different physics involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's $10. Uh, I wish it was a little bit cheaper, but I don't know. I, I doubt I'll ever check it out. 
but it, it seems interesting. It seems like one of the more interesting WeWork titles. Uh, this, ex- this next one actually sounds decent, too. It's Pit Crew Panic okay. by Hudson, the people who do uh, Bomberman. And this one stars a group of female Pit Crew members, but you are fixing, like, weird and wacky stuff, like an aircraft carrier will come into the pit, and you got to, like, make all kinds of wee motions, like you're with a wrench or you're with a hammer or all kinds of, like, built-in, like, little mini-game type things. Huh. And it's got, like, cooperative cooperative play. And... That does sound interesting. Yeah, it sounds kind of fun. Uh, that one is only $8. Uh, then we have Space Invaders Get Even, which puts you in the role of the invaders instead of the little guy at the bottom of the screen shooting up at the waves. Oh. But it is doesn't look like that. It's in 3D. Oh. And you are kind of a central UFO and you're commanding the little classic invader guys where to go. You lost me when you said 3D. Yeah, kind of disappointing. But it actually is supposed to be pretty good. The bad thing, though, is although this is only $5, this was originally supposed to be a full retail release. So they split it up into seven parts. Oh, my gosh. And each part is $5. So they want you to pay $35 for that game. Yes, which probably as a full retail release, maybe not bad. But when you're breaking it into two levels and a boss battle for $5 each, and it's taking up all that room on your, your Wii. Why didn't they just release it as a full release for cheaper on the Wii? I don't know. It seems like it would be a good idea to put this out at like $20, like say, $25. Okay, yeah. $25, here's the whole game. Yeah. That way you didn't have to take all of that, that memory up on your Wii. But so goes it. Sudoku Challenge is obviously a Sudoku game, out, also out for WiiWare. Yeah, $5, so I'm sure it gets the job done. And for Virtual Console last week was Boogerman, a pick-and-flick adventure, <laughs> uh, which was the Genesis platformer that was decent in its day. Uh, as you can guess from the title, he has yeah. like, vulgar yeah, I got that. powers. Metal Slug 2? Uh, yeah, you can buy the whole Metal Slug anthology on a disc for $10 for the, for, uh, the Wii. So I don't know why you would buy just the second one for nine dollars, hmm. but that is that available if you want to do that. Banjo Kazooie, keeping with the the theme of the new Banjo Kazooie game coming out. Yeah, that's coming out for fifteen dollars. Finally, we've had it for a while because you got it for free with the pre order of uh, Nuts and Bolts. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we played it a little bit. Remember we we oh, uh, we started. We it didn't. Up? You played it, and I fell asleep on the couch. Right. Uh, it, <laughs> that seems to be a theme. Yeah, it looks good. Um, it plays just like the original, and everything. I mean, we played it like a while a fun... back, but not yeah, recently. Not recently. Uh, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix. Did you get all that out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a HD version of Street Fighter Two. It's it's really good. I don't know, $15. Did I not pick any of these downloadable games because none of them looked interesting to me? or You might not have seen some of them, too. But, okay. but yeah, there's not much here that would be up your alley. No. Um, yeah, the demo for this one was really strange because it only gave you two players. Like, you couldn't play against the computer and you couldn't play online. Oh, that's right. We talked about this. You had to find somebody local to play with you. Yeah, you, you had, had to have two profiles on your 360 and two controllers just so you could actually try the game. Yeah, that's not cool. But it controls well. Um, it's also out for the PlayStation Network. I don't know if we mentioned that or not. But it came out for both uh, last week. And 
it's a really good version of Street Fighter. I just think it's $15 is kind of getting up there towards like disc-based retail prices for me. Uh, Brain Challenge. We have covered this game a lot of times, and it's finally on the PlayStation Network now. Great. PBR out of the shoot. Oh, this is a... Uh... Uh, what is professional... Bull riding. Bull riding, yeah. <laughs> yes, professional bull riding game for the Wii. Or not for the Wii, for the PlayStation Network for $15. That is a PSP game. Hmm. And then this week is Soldier X Himmel Stormer, which is a side-scrolling shooter. Uh, Cheapy and Wombat talked about it a little bit. Apparently Cheapy uh, knows some of the guys that made the game. Hmm. And it was released last year on the PC, and it got fairly good reviews. Um, it's just, it's a modern take on a side-scrolling space shooter. I like all the... You can the, play co-op. I like the name, all the... Uh, that the has a lot umlaut. of umlauts in there. Yeah. I had to look up how to make umlauts so that I could put the title in, in the I once treated a cat named Umlaut, and I thought it was a good cat name. Sure. She was a literary professor. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Fine. I don't Let's know how to make umlauts either on the computer, but I don't it really need to. It is option U, and then the letter you want to put an umlaut over. Huh. Great. Qu- quick tip there for everybody who needs to do umlauts. Well, and everybody who has tips on, uh, what's that, in your IMAP? I'm back to the IMAP. Yeah, let's not do that anymore. Okay. Um, so, as always, we are sponsored by GoDaddy. You can get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blogcast, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of the CAGcast or CAG4Play, you can enter the code GAMER1, that's G-A-M-E-R-1, and get your .com domain name for just $7.49 a year. Some restrictions apply. See their site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. As always, leave us reviews in iTunes. Check out the CAGcast, which was last night. Yeah, it was last night. They come out on Wednesdays, and we come out on Tuesdays, remember? Yeah, we do come out on Tuesdays. Shh. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Okay. Um, check out us. Ugh, that was not a sentence. Check us out in written form okay. on CAG, because we still write some stuff. Not as in-depth, but we're still writing. And if you have questions or comments, email us at shipwrecks at cheapassgamer.com or foreplay at cheapassgamer.com. And bug me if you do not see uh, reviews for Ninja Town Yeah, because I'm Legendary. getting sick of, of waiting on these reviews, and then I have to preview them or edit, edit them. them. Yeah, you're going to be editing the Ninja Town one uh, tomorrow morning. Great. Sounds like a good time. I haven't played Ninja Town yet. Are you no. going to spoil it? No, there's no spoilers in there. Okay. All reviews are spoiler-free. Good. All right. Well, don't forget to... You are starting to space out a little bit. I am just... Yeah, sorry. The coffee's ending. Okay. Well, don't forget to enter the contest for Half-Life 2 Episode 1. Yes, uh, thank you. On Steam. Um, So just submit your entries into the contest. Have a great week. All right. Talk to you guys next week.